You're listening to Botify Insider from Botify Functional Fitness. Hello, Botify family. Podcast number seven, Ask the Coaches. And today's, our second host is Sara Herrera. And yesterday, well, we were listening to uh, Tony Ferdin podcast, which is the one before, it's number six, I think. And well, he was talking about the importance of recovery. So you can listen to that one. And then Sarah said like, well, you know what? I want to do one in heart rate training 101. Sarah, welcome to Ask the Coach. Hi, thank you for that warm introduction. So one of the things that we do here at Botify, and it's a relatively new thing that we implemented in July of 2020, it's heart rate training. So if you've been to our classes before, whether it's a free class or you're actually a member with us, you know that we have a heart rate monitor system. It's called Fitmetrics. And there's a few options that we have for the types of heart rate monitors that we offer. But one of the common things that I've come to find, you know, as I continue managing the, the studios is a lot of our members actually don't know the science behind heart rate training, why we do it, and why it's so effective. So I'm going to be talking about several things today, but pretty much when it comes to heart rate training, the, the simplest way that I can kind of describe it is instead of training at a specific pace, our members use a heart rate monitor to train at a specific effort level for a set amount of time, okay? So to put it simply, the idea behind heart rate-based training is that you train your aerobic system without overstressing your skeletal and muscular systems. So essentially, our HIIT classes, which are known as Botify Ripped, is where we focus most on heart rate training, where your breathing is fatigued, right? You're out of breath and you're working hard. Whereas, for instance, in strong, we focus on muscle fatigue and the zones you'll be in the most during a strong class are the gray, blue, and green. So you're still working out hard, you're still sweating in a strong class, but you may not see those orange and red zones. And that's perfectly fine because what we focus on in strong is more muscle fatigue than heart rate training and labored breathing. Okay, talking about the zones, for example, what's the difference like, why do I see my heart rate higher on a hip class rather than a strong class? That's a good question. So, like I mentioned, when it comes to, to hit or to Botify Ripped, you're going to see that your heart rate is in those higher training zones because of the type of movements you're doing and the pace that you're doing the movements at. So, for example, let's say you were to take a Ripped class and it's an EMOM every minute on the minute. And let's say it's 15 minutes long, we're going for three rounds, and you have five different exercises, right? So you're actually working for five minutes nonstop. Maybe minute one is a burpee, minute two is um, a thruster, minute three is a pop jack, or so on and so forth. You're actually not resting until the end of the round because you're giving a max effort for the full minute for each exercise. Whereas in strong, you're doing a tri-set of three different weighted movements and your breathing is not labored because all you're doing is lifting weights and you're not picking up the heart rate so much. So when it comes to the zones, we have five zones on our heart rate monitor screen and they all represent a different color and a different level of effort. Now, the zones that we actively train within where you're gonna see results the most are your green and your orange zones, okay? So to start with the first zone that we have, it's the gray zone, right? It's the resting heart rate. You're not doing anything. So maybe you just got into class, the coach is demoing, and you're just watching them go through the movements. That would be, like you say, the, the resting heart rate or when you end the workout, no? Yes, right. So in your stretch routine, you've already finished the workout. 
and you've already taken some water in, you've you know wiped down your sweat, and now you're stretching and relaxing. So you go back into the gray zone at the end during the cool down. Okay, then we have zone two, which is the blue one, which is what could be like a, the warm up. It's a manageable effort, 60 to, 60 to 70%. Yes, that's correct. So your blue zone is your warm up zone. But like I mentioned earlier, in a strong cast, you're actually going to see the zones that you're in the most are probably your gray, blue, and green. I know that's true for me anyway. Uh, my doctor, you know, he always makes jokes and he tells me when I go in for my checkups, when he, when he takes my, my pulse and checks my heartbeat, he always says I'm half past dead because I have a very low heart rate. And really, that means you're, you're athletic, you know. So when a doctor compliments you on a low heart rate, it means you have a healthy heart. And the more that you come into our workout and the harder that you work, you'll find that you're getting more fit in the process. And it's going to be even harder for you to get into those higher training zones because you've trained your heart to be healthy. Green zone. Zone three, which is the moneymaker, right? Oh, yeah. That's my favorite zone. Green all the way. This is where you're burning fat, okay? So if your goal is to lose weight, and even if it's not to lose weight, maybe you just want to drop your body fat percent and build muscle mass, the green zone is where you want to be, okay? So what does the green zone mean? Are you going to pass out in the green zone? No. This is what we call challenging but doable. So you are, you know, breathing a little heavier than you would in a gray zone or a blue zone, which is fine. You are sweating. You are working out hard, but it's still doable. Okay, how do I stay there? Like, for example, because it's hard to, like, keep, stay in the middle, no? Either I go too slow and I go back to the blue one, or I, I go harder and I go to, to the next one, which is the orange one. Right, so that's a good question. And to be honest, there's no set answer for it. Now, when it comes to staying in a specific zone, so let's say you want to stay in the green zone, which on average, our classes are about 45 minutes to an hour. So you should be spending half of the time in that zone to burn fat. But everybody's heart rate is different, right? So the way that we calculate a member's max heart rate here at Botify is we take their date of birth, their height, and their weight. And our system, our Fitmetric system, has an algorithm that basically calculates their max heart rate, right? Because every individual has a different heart rate. For instance, my heart rate is completely different than Chewy's and vice versa. So when it comes to staying in the green zone, you have to think of a lot of different variables. Number one, how are you breathing? You know, are you a good breather when it comes to exercising? Some people tend to hold their breath. Some people tend to, you know, exasperate and freak out if the intensity gets too high. So it's really the most important thing to stay there is controlling your breathing and knowing that if you're in a strong class, for example, or even in a hit class and you're lifting a certain amount of weight, if you're going heavy, you may get into those higher zones, right? So adjusting the weight as needed if you're wanting to stay in that green zone as well. Then we go to zone number four, which is the orange one. Feeling a little bit like the burn, no? Yes. So when I mentioned earlier that you really want to stay in the green and orange, so remember, green is fat burning. Your orange, it's actually your muscle burning zone, right? So if you're in a HIIT class, for example, you don't really want to be in the orange and red for a long time because you are burning muscle at that point. Most people want to build muscle. So with the orange zone, the reason why it's so effective still is because if you're able to spend 12 or more minutes in the orange and red zone combined, you experience what we call the afterburn effect, okay? So what that means is you're going to be continuously burning calories up to 36 hours post-workout. So you can go home after your workout, lay on the couch, eat your dinner, and you're still burning calories at a faster rate than you would have had you not reached those zones. 
Okay, and then we go to the red one. Zone five, dropping the hammer. I, yeah, dropping the hammer is our term or, you know, kind of like emptying the tank. That means you're giving it all you've got, like a max effort, right? So let's say there's one minute left in class and your coach says in three, two, one, give it to me. All of it, empty the hammer, no stopping at all for the final 60 seconds. You're going pretty much ham <laughs> is the acronym I like to use. So again, the goal is not to be in the red zone a lot, right? Because what, what can happen if you're in the red zone for too long? You can overtrain, right? So people who sometimes wanna start super hardcore with us, oh, I'm gonna come to two workouts a day or three workouts a day. You don't need to put your body through all that. Sometimes less is more. And what happens is if you are in the, in the red zone too long, you will overtrain, you may feel fatigued, you're not gonna come back the next day as strong and you may potentially get injured. So a lot of things go into effect when it comes into the orange and red zones, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but those are our five zones. So where you wanna be, for sure, the green zone, some of it in the orange, but remember, in a nutshell, all you need is 12 or more minutes in the orange and red combined to get that afterburn effect. Zap mode, I'm going to Spanish. Y bueno, recuerden que cada una de estas zonas tiene un poquito de ciencia, no un poquito, bueno, es ciencia, no es cosa que Sara está inventando, no es cosa que se le ocurrió a la semana pasada, simplemente son <coughs> estudios y es información que siempre está a la mano de ustedes en, en cualquier lugar que puedan ustedes buscar Heart Rate Training Zones. Y además de, de cada una de las zonas, también al estar en, la, en Zone 3, o sea, en la, en la verde, es también cuando tu cuerpo se está alimentando como con fuente de energía de tu grasa, ¿ok? Al momento que avanzamos a la zona naranja y roja, eso es como dice Sara, comienza tu cuerpo a alimentarse del músculo como fuente de energía. Entonces, va dependiendo en qué zona estemos, también nuestra alimentación, ¿ok? Ahí entra también el consumo de carbohidratos que tenemos, nuestra alimentación. Entonces, si nuestro cuerpo no tiene suficientes carbohidratos, aunque tal vez estemos en, en una zona como en la verde, puede avanzar a, a comer músculo o a, a, a atacar el músculo, Debido a que no lo estamos alimentando. Sara, can you talk a little bit more about nutrition and the zones? Yes. So, something that I wanted to discuss that has to deal with the zones and the nutrition part of it is some people that come in here for the first time and have never used a heart rate monitor, and this is all brand new to them, and it's a lot of information to digest, which is one of the reasons why we're doing this topic today, is there are so many variables that affect a person's heart rate, right? A lot of people think, oh, I'm in, the, I'm in the red a lot because I'm not fit and I've been out of the fitness game for a while. So of course I'm gonna see more red. While that may be true, that's not always the case, right? So what are some variables that affect a person's heart rate and how those zones are displayed on the screen when someone's wearing a heart rate monitor? So the first one, obviously food consumption throughout the day, right? Sometimes if you eat right before a workout, you're gonna see the zones kind of all over the place because your body's full caffeine consumption, right? So did you drink some coffee before your workout? Because that's a stimulant that's gonna affect your heart rate. You'll be in those higher training zones and you're gonna feel more out of breath than normal. Anything that has caffeine or is a stimulant, so maybe you took pre-workout right before your workout or you're drinking it through your exercise routine. Or maybe you took a fat burner or a thermogenic. So fat burners, I'm not really a fan of them. It's kind of like you're cheating your way into burning extra calories because you don't wanna necessarily put in the work. So fat burners are also a stimulant. They'll spike up your heart rate. Another variable that, that affects the heart rate and how it's displayed on the screens is sleep deprivation, right? So, you know, sleep does the body so well. You know, there's a reason why we say sleep seven plus hours a night. 
because when you're sleep deprived, it affects a lot of things in your body, okay? Your mental state, your physical state. So sleep is good, right? Make sure you're, you're, you're on a, a good sleeping pattern. Water consumption, that's a huge one as well. And then of course, like I mentioned earlier, your age, weight, and height all go into that algorithm and how your heart rate is affected. Uh, tocando un poquito el tema en cuanto a la nutrición y lo que comenta Sara, en el 2019 estuve entregan, entrenando durante meses para una carrera muy importante en el cual pues estuve eh, con visita nutricional eh, como durante ocho meses, estuve tomando eh, mucha agua, entonces siguiendo todas las recomendaciones durante el entrenamiento, después de entrenamiento, comi buena comida... Y una de las cosas que yo notaba mucho también, eh, porque mi entrenamiento era muy basado en lo que era en heart rate training. Entonces yo tenía que estar constantemente en la zona 3 y no, no tanto porque buscara eh, este, quemar grasa, sino por también construir mi sistema cardiovascular en cuanto a, a más, más uh, con mejor rendimiento por larga distancia. ¿okay? Estuve corriendo muchas millas. Entonces, una de las cosas que sí notaba era que cuando no tomaba suficiente agua, mi ritmo cardíaco siempre iba a estar arriba. ¿Por qué? Porque mi cuerpo, eh, básicamente, le estaba demandando más a mi, cuer a mi, a mi mismo cuerpo a, pro a producir más energía. Entonces, eh, esto provocaba que mi ritmo cardíaco se elevara mucho mayor. También, eh, sí, eh, pre-workouts. Los eliminé totalmente, pre-workouts con cafeína. Este, esto también no me ayudaba a mantener mi ritmo cardíaco en la zona 3 Entonces tuve que eliminar pre-workouts eh, con cafeína Y solamente me quedé con algunos que son, eran eh, con, sin cafeína este, Y eh, desde luego con la alimentación de carbohidrato líquido Que son también ciertos suplementos Pero esto yo lo utilizaba para entrenamientos de, de 2 a 3 horas entonces es por eso que yo consumía carbohidratos durante mi, mi entrenamiento pero sí la nutrición es bastante importante ahora Sara I know that we have uh, two different types of heart rate monitors here in in Spotify which is the the armband and the chest strap what's the difference why it's more convenient which one do you like the better tell me Yes, good question. That was something I was also going to discuss. So we have two types here that you can buy or rent. Most of our members, and you know, they buy one because it's theirs for life. It's a really good investment. They can use it outside of the studio anytime they go for a run <clears throat> or, a, a, you know, a bike ride, anything like that. So we have two types. Uh, the first one is called the FMX4, and that's the chest strap. You wear it underneath your shirt around the sternum. And then the second one is called the FMX5, which is our armband option. Now, with the armband, you can wear it in multiple places on the arm. So you can wear it three fingers above the wrist on your pulse point, you can wear it on the forearm, or you can wear it on the bicep. Now, I always get this question, especially when I'm signing up new members. Well, which one's better? Um, it's not that one is better than the other. It's really just a preference on where the member prefers to wear it on the body. So some people will say, oh, the chest strap is super uncomfortable for me. And then others will say, I don't feel it at all. I love it. The armband, I prefer to use the armband, for example, because it's more convenient to put on and off, right? To take on and off. Um, with the chest strap, you kind of do, you know, have to take a little bit longer to put it on. So the armband, like I said, it's, it's more convenient for me, but they both read my heart rate the same, right? So the chest strap is the very first heart rate monitor that ever came out in the world. Uh, so it's the most common one that you'll see, and it's also cheaper to purchase. Um, our armband is $64.95, and then our chest, or, I'm sorry, our chest strap is $64.95, and then our armband is $79.95. So it's just a matter of preference, but they both work equally the same. Which one do you use? I use the armband because I like convenience. 
In my case, I use the chest strap uh, because for me, it's one that I've been using for the past years. And personally, like the only the only time that bothers me is when we do like push-ups or like uh, supermans or something on the floor. Other than that, that's the one that I like and that's the one I use the most. Okay, Sarah, if I don't want to get a chest uh, chest strap or an armband because I have a Apple Watch, uh -huh. what's the difference? Well, that's a great question, and I'm glad you asked it because they're totally different devices, right? So I have an Apple Watch. I actually use it every single day when I work out at Botify, but I also use my FMX5 armband monitor. Um, and they both read me completely different. So a couple of things. Most, you know, Garmin's or Apple Watches, they don't, they don't show you what zones you're training in. So remember, something we discussed earlier was we see the zones we're training in. We have those five zones. In your, in your Apple Watch or Garmin, you don't get to see what zones you're training in. So you really don't know how to, you know, I guess you could say tailor your workout effort because it doesn't show you that. So what the Apple Watch shows is it shows your calorie burn and it shows your beats per minute and your heart rate. But the zones are the most important part, okay? So another thing about the Apple Watch is you don't, you don't wear it on your pulse point. So for instance, every single day that I work out and I'm wearing both devices, I always burn at least 100 to 150 calories less on my Apple Watch as opposed to what the armband shows here at Botify. And when it comes to that, I know that the armband or the chest strap with us is more accurate because it's closer to the pulse point on your body. Okay, also uh, another thing that uh, we see a lot, it's members that join, let's say, at the beginning of the year because they were doing the challenge or they were, yeah, they were doing the challenge and they had their measurements, no? Their height and their weight, their initial weight. Two months after, they lose tons of weight. Obviously, their, their, their height is the same, but how often do they have to go to the front desk and tell them, hey, I just, um, I just need to make an update on my weight so, so my, my heart rate uh, monitor can be more accurate? So that's a good question. Um, when it comes to losing weight here, for every five pounds a member loses, they should go to the front desk and tell our, our sales uh, associates to go ahead and change the weight in the system. Every five pounds, right? Because again, part of coming to Botify is you're getting healthier, you're starting to lean out, you're starting to build muscle, and that will change your heart rate dramatically. So again, every five pounds you lose, you have to go to the front desk so they can update it in our what if I eat Whataburger and I gain five pounds? Oh, well, I hope you're not eating Whataburger or Taco Palenque or all that yummy stuff that's bad for us. If you gained weight, yes, you do need to tell the front desk and they do need to increase your weight and fit metrics. So it's pretty much the same. If I go up or I go down, I need to make an update so my heart rate monitor can be more accurate. Okay, Sarah, uh, I think we've been covering most of it, like uh, age and weight, uh, the classes, the zones, uh, the difference and on the Apple Watch. Anything else you want to add? The only thing I want to add is for all those members who haven't bought a Hari monitor, which isn't a lot, we, most of our members have invested in one and use it every single day, make sure that you do buy one. It's a great investment and I swear once you get it, you're going to be hooked. Remember, you get email summaries every single day showing your performance. So that's really cool because you can share it on social media, tag us, and that way you know how you're progressing daily in our workouts. Okay, Sarah, <laughs> listen, what if <laughs> listen, listen. What if tell us that they heard this podcast and you give you give them 
a discount on their hiring monitor purchase okay it has to be before the end of when just tell us like okay you you have to listen to this podcast the promotion expires by this time and you will get a nice discount so this podcast is going live on thursday so if you come in to the studio by the following monday and let us know you heard the whole podcast we will give you 20% off your heart rate monitor, whichever one you choose, the armband or the chest strap. What would be the, the code word? Hmm, it has to be something unique. The code word would be... Use it or lose it. Use it or lose it. <laughs> Perfect, Sarah, thank you very much. Uh, guys, if you have any questions, remember, just uh, come to us and tell us like, hey, you should talk about this and we will definitely, definitely make it happen. Sarah, thank you very much, great info. And stay tuned for the next one. Thank you. We'll see you guys real soon. Bye. Bye-bye. This episode was produced by Botify Functional Fitness.